When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. As we gear up for the biggest year in politics, one thing we can all do now is start voting with our wallets. By supporting brands and companies that share your values, you're sending a message. It's like buying a team jersey, and we're on Team Sanity. Our sponsors are, too. So before we get behind the candidates, let's get behind the people, our people. Every day, men and women who have started businesses across the country, people just like you and me. Support a Clan Buck sponsor and let your voice be heard. The more of us that support them, the louder our collective voice becomes. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Thank you to Buck Sexton, Michael Berry. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hopefully it's not too late for me to say that to all of you. I am back from down under where I went all over the place in Australia. I'm sure I'll be talking some about that incredible trip. But I am back just in time for all of the chaos of 2024 to begin uh, I hope, like I said, all of you had great Christmases, great New Year family, and I had an incredible trip, returned without being attacked by any crocodiles, by any snakes, by any animals of any sort of danger buck, although every body of water that we crossed over the entire time we were in Australia, my kids all wanted to know if there were crocodiles inside uh, of that body of water. We saw no crocodiles in the wild, felt Completely safe, met a lot of listeners all over the place, a lot of Americans uh, traveling uh, throughout Australia during the holidays. It was an awesome time. I mean, really just a really cool trip. I've wanted to do it my whole life, never been. Long trip. Uh, I got back uh, yesterday uh, evening, and uh, so if I sound even less uh, uh, intelligent than normal, I'm going to blame it on jet lag, but it was awesome. It was a, It was a phenomenal time. I'm so glad. And uh, you didn't find a funnel web spider in your slippers one morning, but you know they caught the largest funnel web spider of all time, which is the most venomous spider on earth, which is in Australia, while you were there. Oh so, wow, I didn't even see that headline. There was some news going on. The biggest danger I would say was I uh I I managed to step on coral and uh get a small piece of coral in my foot. Um and uh and I think that happened to our friend Jesse Kelly back when he uh, like Remember, had like a big piece of coral that was a major issue, I think, in his uh, in his foot. Uh, it, it but that was the only a, problem. It happens to the Aldous Snow character in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, if you recall. Oh he gets yeah, coral that's stuck right. In his knee, which is rough. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So I'm back. Ten days out, Buck. Let's dive right into the picture uh, as it exists. We are ten days from Iowa. Joe Biden is scheduled to speak at Valley. I can't believe this is real. At Valley Forge. <laughs> Pennsylvania, uh, of course, uh, from Revolutionary War fame to argue that our democracy is at stake. Uh, he, he's then going to go to a Charleston church. 
the lawfare against Trump has been taken to a completely different level than we've ever seen before with both Colorado and Maine attempting to remove him from the ballot. The Supreme Court is going to likely have to weigh in. We'll get into that, I'm sure, as well. But on the Valley Forge speech, which I believe is set for 315, they were trying to put it on the three-year anniversary of January 6th, but I guess weather has led to that being curtailed. And so now they're doing a Friday afternoon speech about democracy. Here is my question for you, Buck. Does this register anymore? Because you and I made fun of the January 6th primetime hearings. Liz Cheney uh, and her crew got all huffy, and they said, oh, my goodness, our democracy is at stake. And I think it was at Cassidy Hutchison who said, oh, my goodness, like Trump tried to strangle the limousine driver, if I remember correctly, and everybody lost their minds over that. And it seemed to have some impact with independent voters in the midterm election, even though Trump wasn't on the ballot at all. Uh, if you uh, did the polling afterwards, it seemed to impact some middle-of-the-road voters, particularly in Virginia, in Georgia, in Pennsylvania, the places where there were toss-up Senate elections taking place. My thesis on this now is it just feels completely and utterly desperate. I'm not surprised that this is their game plan because we know January 6th and abortion is really all Biden can focus on because everything else is pretty much a disaster. But does this register? Because it feels to me going to Valley Forge while you're trying to put your chief political opponent in prison for the rest of his life and arguing that you uniquely are standing up for democracy, it feels discordant in a way even that the January 6th primetime political hearings did not, because at that time Trump had not yet been charged. And so this idea to me that January 6th is going to have resonance and impact, it seems to me to be fading. Do you think it will? What's your analysis of this? Oh, man, it's so hard to see it in advance of what happens on the on the legal front right i mean I, I do believe that at some level they're hoping that just the fact that there are these ongoing criminal trials against trump will add fuel to the fire of the january 6 insurrection narrative because for a lot of people who are more casual viewers of politics you know I, i'm always amazed abc news cbs news there are millions of people who still watch those 30 minute news broadcasts correct I, and and I millions, many millions using of people it who, as their primary news source. That's right. Not just that. That that's what they yeah, do. It's not. Look, if you turn it on, you turn it on. That's that's you know that's that's your call for all the folks at home. But I'm just saying that's where some people go for their primary news to digest every day. And I just bring that up because for those individuals who still have some faith in that uh, legacy corporate media, um, for them the notion of Donald Trump facing criminal trials, but also the narrative of Joe Biden giving these speeches about the threats to our democracy, uh, that may resonate enough. Remember, it's we're trying to really see who can move one or two percent of the overall voting population in a handful of states. So you have this massive battle that is underway right now for the 2024 election, not just the presidency, obviously, also the Senate, the House. GOP Senate odds looking really good. House is going to be a real dogfight. House is going to be tough. Um, but you know, you, you see all this playing out and, and I think it's important to remember it's going to be a very close election no matter what. And you're going to see, uh, a, I think a replay of 2020 in a lot of ways, meaning that it's going to come down to very close vote counts in these places. So, you know, you don't have to convince a lot of people who go bring it back to like the NBC News nightly broadcast. But who is it? Is it's the Muir Muirs? That is oh, no, it's not. That's I, I don't ABC. even. Yeah, I don't even right? know who the nightcast hosts uh, are. Or you're right, Muir is ABC. I think he's ABC, been there a while. Yeah. Um. Uh. I can't. I can't remember who's. Who, I don't even know who CBS is. Lester is it Holt Nora O'Donnell. Is, oh, I, yeah. That's right. Wow. Look at us. Lester Holt is is NBC and Nora. Anyway, my point is. If there's six million people watching one of the, which I think some nights there are, like there's a lot of people that still watch that. If you get, you know, 50,000 people in Georgia to believe that Trump is an insurrection leader because they watch that and they see some New York Times articles, you know, maybe that's all it takes or, you know, 5,000. I don't know. So it's very hard to tell whether that stuff will win. But here's what we know for sure. There's not some 
glorious record of achievement that Joe Biden can run on. So what else is he going to do? I mean, the economy is at best, it's, and this is, I think, overlooking a lot of stuff. It's kind of, eh, you know, it's an I think that's eh right. economy, and that's not good enough. Yeah, and, and I think ultimately the cost of goods is what is going to move people the most in 2024. Because, again, all of the inflation that you saw, I pointed out because it, it impacts my life a lot. Every time I go to a fast food restaurant for the kids, we pay 40% more now than we did for our meal before Joe Biden became president. You can't go through Chick-fil-A, get three kids uh, and my wife uh, sandwiches for less than 50 bucks. I, I know there's a lot of people out there that just have the same reaction that I do. Things cost way more than you think they should cost in your mind. And Biden going and trying to go to the well of January 6th again, and it's not just January 6th, by the way, he's also going to go to the Charleston church where the crazy guy went and killed, uh, I think it was nine black people, the the black church um, in Charleston, South Carolina, that turned into such a story. That's been nine years now. I, I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Buck, nine years since that shooting in the Charleston church happened. I, I don't think that's really very representative of violence in America today. Violence in America today is overwhelmingly coming from members of your own race. If you're black in America, you're overwhelmingly likely to be killed by someone who is black. Just like if you're white in America, you're overwhelmingly likely to be killed by someone of your own race. It just feels to me like Biden's game plan is to desperately scrape at the wounds of America and try to claim that they're still open wounds and that they haven't healed and that America is a dastardly, awful place. And I just don't think that connects with what the American public is looking for. And going to Valley Forge, I mean, this is this is akin to what he's already tried to do so many times. When he went to Georgia after they changed the voting bill and he claimed that this wasn't even Buck Jim Crow, it was Jim Eagle, it just doesn't actually register with the American public, which is why, as we enter 2024, I'm even more convinced, Buck, that there's going to be a late pitcher change here for oh the Democrat God. Party. I was I'm about to it. ask you, did your sojourn in Australia no. and your chasing of kangaroos clear your head to where you realize that Joe Biden is going to be the nominee, and we can make that reservation for the most no. expensive steakhouse in, no, in I Nashville? Think, You're crazy. I You're think crazy. that they are going in, they're hoping that the polls change in May and June. Because everybody out there can say, oh, the polls are BS, I don't believe them. They're hoping that Biden is going to come back in some way. Buck, I was looking at the overall uh, approval ratings. Joe Biden has the lowest approval rating by a massive margin that any president has had going back to Harry Truman. And I think that it's 17 under, uh, and that's not a golf score. That's not a good number. 17 under in terms of uh, his overall popularity. Going all the way back to Harry Truman, for people out there who say, oh, polls are worthless, this is where he is right now as we sit this particular part of his presidency. I think they're hoping he's going to come back in June and May and by Memorial Day, he's looking more respectable. If he's not, I think they're going to yank him. I, I really think they're going to yank him, and I think they're going to potentially have a contested convention. Because they can sit around and say, oh, Biden's going to win, Biden's coming back. If he's not back in the lead, he's got to be in the lead. He's got to be in the lead by the time they get close to their convention, or he's in a really, really bad shape. Because I just, remember, he he doesn't just have to win. In order to win the Electoral College, he probably has to win by 7 or 8 million votes. If he loses, this race is not going to be particularly close I, in the Electoral College. I think I think Democrats like their chances in a Biden-Trump matchup. I'm saying Democrats like their chances. So don't get all mad at me uh, for those out there who are going to get frustrated by this. I think they like their chances in Michigan, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Nevada. I think I think that they still think they can pull it out in those states, even though because Clay, to your point, do I think that Trump is going to see? Is is it realistic that there could be a surge? And and also I know it's not even Trump as a nominee yet. Where Iowa's next week, let's see what happens. But okay, for a second, do I think he's probably going to do really well in New York and California relative to Republicans in the past, or you know better than expected? Yeah, that seems really realistic to me. 
Is he going to run up the scoreboard in some places that we know are probably going to go red anyway? Yeah, that seems realistic to me. Is he going to be able to win given the advantage that the Democrat uh, system has in Pennsylvania? Um, I don't know. Really tough. And, you know, Georgia, tough. Um, you know, this is where I start to say, and, and all the blue states, you know, he's going to win. Biden's going to win California, whether Trump does great there or not. Right. So yeah, again, it comes down to these narrow places. I mean, the thing that, that I just can't get my mind wrapped around is if they're going to replace Biden, are they also going to replace Kamala or yeah, did she just I think stay they as to. the, they sweep them both. They sweep the president and the vice president in office aside at a contested convention. This is, this would be the craziest thing to happen in like a hundred years of American politics, really. I, I, I mean, they're trying think. to put Trump in prison, which I think is crazier than changing the nominee in, uh, in, and, and by the way, All right. well, I also the think thing factoring, in many months. I, yeah, right. I also think factoring in here, Buck, is I, I, I don't think that we're going to get a trial and conviction in either of the major federal cases. Uh, and so the idea of Trump standing, and again, this is going to be so complicated with the Supreme Court and everything that they're putting on them, which we'll get into, uh, for the course of the year for sure. But that I think makes it a little bit hard to complicate and horse race aspect, uh, the, the race as you ordinarily would. But I, I am increasingly of the opinion that it's going to be virtually impossible to get a conviction based on all of the legal shenanigans that are still at play. But we'll talk about that more. I'm excited to be back. Uh, appreciate you holding down the fort. Thanks to Michael Barry as well, who was in during Christmas week. If you're not worried about online identity theft, you should be. Number of scams and data breaches in the last year alone staggering. No police department or law enforcement agency to protect you. You're basically on your own. Scary place to be. That's why we recommend LifeLock. LifeLock will provide the single best online identity theft protection there is out there. For individuals like you and me, 24-7 monitoring systems constantly look for evidence of cyber hacking. When they suspect your online identity has been compromised, they're in touch with you immediately. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated LifeLock restoration specialist will work with you to fix it. Important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives and how best to protect yourself. That's why you need to sign up for LifeLock today. Save 25% off your first year with promo code CLAY. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Go to LifeLock.com. Use that promo code CLAY for 25% off. Helping you separate truth from fiction every single weekday. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%.
Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Ten days until Iowa. Monday the 15th, the very first people will be able to have their voices heard in what promises to be an uproarious 2024 election year. Ron DeSantis seems pretty solidly in second place in Iowa. The question is, I think more than anything else, how close will Iowa be? Buck, there is a new poll out in New Hampshire that shows Nikki Haley within four points of Donald Trump in New Hampshire, suggesting, given the fact that independents and Democrats can vote in that primary and that effectively Democrats don't really have a race on their side of the equation right now. I think Phillips, the guy's name, is the only real Democrat. Marianne Williamson, remember RFK Jr., has pulled himself off of that ballot, so he won't even be there. Uh, he's running as a third party. So as we sit here 10 days out, uh, everyone is barnstorming in Iowa. Trump has now taken off to go do rallies in Iowa himself. Remember, Ted Cruz won in 2020, so Trump did not win the Iowa caucuses the first time. Do you think, if you were setting odds right now, that Trump will lose in New Hampshire? Is there any threat? And or what would DeSantis have to do, in your mind, to make the story coming out of Iowa Ron DeSantis and not Donald Trump. And let me give you my thesis on that. I think if DeSantis can be within 10 points of Trump, if, to, if let's say Trump gets 52%, and I think that's probably a little bit high. Let's say that Trump got 42% and Ron DeSantis got 32%. I think the story coming out of Iowa could be how Ron DeSantis did, right? If he's around 10 points within Trump... That is, I think, a win in some level for DeSantis. And then it would make Trump feel a little bit wobbly going to New Hampshire, where I think in the first two primary and caucus states, Trump's peril in New Hampshire is to Nikki Haley because of independents and Democrats being able to vote. And then Nikki Haley's campaign would say, oh, this is a 1v1 matchup and you're going to South Carolina which is her home state, and if she can't win South Carolina, given the fact that she was the two-time elected governor of South Carolina, then that race would effectively be over after South Carolina. How would you, what does DeSantis need to do 10 days out? What's a win for him? And do you think, Nikki Haley, that poll that shows her behind four points from Trump is actually valid or not? So I think uh if... DeSantis doesn't win in Iowa, it's over for him, for his campaign. You think he has to win outright? Yeah. I think if he doesn't win so, Iowa, I think it's too much, it's asking too much. And look, this is, I, this is just yeah. my sense of it. And you know, who knows? And people have been wrong about so much with this stuff. But my sense is if he doesn't win Iowa, because the campaign strategy was always very early on for the DeSantis team. Iowa is where we show people what we can really do, where our organization matters, where the, uh, where the base and the grassroots comes forward, you know, this was the the strategy all along, and obviously the strategy was not to run twenty some odd points behind Trump in general this whole time. So that that yeah, hasn't right. worked out. 
Um, so if they can't get this done, I, I think it becomes very hard to see how things change. They'll, they'll say in their camp, they have got the money to do it. They'll go to Super Tuesday and they'll go beyond, I think. But without Iowa, I think it becomes very hard. I mean, the Nikki Haley piece of this is also in- interesting to me because the, first of all, the, the, clearly the donor money is coming in and there has, there has been, it seems, some shift of GOP donor money from the DeSantis camp to Nikki Haley, which she has been saying very loudly and proudly from the debate stage in the past. I'm sure next week she will get in some, cause it's interesting, right? On the one hand, uh, DeSantis will say, well, you're, meaning Nikki Haley, you're a donor class puppet or something. She's like, you wish you were a donor class puppet. I mean, this is going to be the back and forth that they have on that, on that debate stage. Um, and then I, I think you get into the, is Nikki Haley actually a viable Trump VP candidate? Which is so in- interesting to me because right now the Trump faithful, uh, whether we're talking about influencers, campaign people, or just the, the base that you see online and, you know, calling in and emailing the show, to them, the idea of a Nikki Haley vice presidency for Trump is like an unthinkable. I think Tucker even said he said this, I believe, publicly. It would be a reason to vote against Trump. If Trump picks Nikki Haley as his VP, for most people, that will all change. And it will be seen as, oh, they'll get a, in a, line. Look, a, the Trump, a brilliant Trump. maneuver to bring the donor class in and to unite the GOP. And people can get mad at me for saying this, but let's think about this for a second. I think we all know if Trump did pick Nikki Haley, which I don't think he will do, everybody would fall in line and it would be like, oh, this is a brilliant maneuver. So there you Trump's go. the truest statement Trump ever said was that he could shoot people on Fifth Avenue and his base was going to stick with him. They're not going to break off. So everybody out there who says, oh, if Trump picks Nikki Haley as VP, then I will never. No, you would. That I, I, I think whatever decision Trump makes for VP, everybody will eventually get in line. And by the way, I feel this way about the race in general. And right now, everybody's chirping around. Everybody's angry, uh, that, you know, the Ron DeSantis people are angry at Trump and the Trump people are angry at Ron DeSantis and, uh, and then you toss in Nikki Haley and, and, and you shake it all up. By the time we get to July and August of 2024, people are going to be over the primary. I really do believe this. And I understand I'll probably check my mentions if I, if I jumped in there and into the, into the swamp of, of, of social media mentions, but I will never vote for Donald Trump. And there's like tears running down their cheeks. It's like the, uh, yeah, that, one of my favorite memes. Have you seen the uh, the cheerleader who's crying as she's doing her cheerleader routine? Everybody like kind of shares that every now and then. Have you seen that one? Oh, that's no. really really funny. It's I don't know, probably like a sixteen seventeen year old girl uh, cheerleader who's trying to do her cheer routine and she's crying as she's doing her cheer routine. I, I got a, something wrong, a, by the way. I said I said congrats on the big come from behind win that Alabama had. It wasn't Alabama. I think right? I got emails angry about that. You, you, yeah. me, you messed up who won the yeah. game between Alabama and Michigan. I, I tried. I tried. People were like, leave that to Clay. <laughs> I was like, it's a message from Clay, but I just delivered it wrong. Whoops. Anyway. Yeah, I texted you and I said, man, it was an amazing, uh, overtime game. Both the games were really good for the, uh, for the college football playoff. And, uh, and you got the, uh, the outcome wrong. Yeah. Michigan and Washington play Monday night in, uh, in Houston, which, uh, which should be a, uh, really good game. Um, and, uh, both Michigan and Washington won. Uh, very close games in the playoff. I watched that with my boys from, uh, from Australia, which was, uh, which was kind of wild to be watching a day in advance, um, from, uh, from Australia. All the punters, by the way, in college football nowadays are Australian. So there's increasingly more and more interest in Australia in American football than ever before because they have Australian rules football where everybody has to be able to kick really well. A lot of the guys are very good athletes and basically they've taken over the entire punter business. Uh, in college football. Uh, but to me, the peril to Trump is in New Hampshire right now. I think if DeSantis within 10, I think he'll continue. Um, but the question becomes, is there anything that can puncture the aura of Trump invisibility, uh, inevitability that is? Uh, I don't think he's invisible. And I, I don't think any of it. And I think he could pick anybody for his VP, whether it's RFK Jr., whether it's Tucker Carlson, whether it's Nikki Haley, and everybody would end up getting in line and say it's 4D chess, which is what kind of happens. Trump's right about that. Uh, look, uh, going to Australia, trip of a lifetime. Took a lot of energy. 
uh, a lot of vim, vigor, and vitality. And as I sit here to you uh, on Friday, trying to fight my way back from a long trip, uh, everybody can use more energy in 2024, and chalk can hook you up as well. You can get hooked up with the male and female formation to maximize your energy potential in 2024. It's resolution season. A lot of you out there, hey, I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to lose weight. A lot of you saying I'm going to make healthier choices in your life. Well, one of the most healthy things you can do is give yourself more energy because it'll keep you moving around. It'll keep you from sitting uh, in front of the television screen and uh, not getting that exercise that you need because when you exercise, you have better energy. It's a good, fulfilling circle. But you got to have the energy oftentimes to get started in the first place, and that's why you need to check out Chalk. Trust us, C-H-O-Q. It's all natural. It can increase your testosterone by 20% after just three months' usage. You will love it. It's Chalk, C-H-O-Q. That's spelled with a Q. Check it out. Use my name as the promo code, and you'll get 35% off your subscription for life. That's Chalk.com. My name, Clay. Put some energy in your life as part of your New Year's resolutions. Chalk.com. My name, Clay, for 35% off. You know them as conservative radio hosts. Now just get to know them as guys on the Sunday Hang podcast with Clay and Buck. Find it in their podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Second hour, Clay and Buck kicks off now, everyone. And, uh, you know, we did a little bit of a breakdown yesterday into this salvo against Trump where they were saying that there's all this money that was pouring in. Oh, my gosh. All this money pouring in to Trump uh, coffers from foreign governments. $7.8 million from foreign entities. Uh, that's the, the number. That's the headline. And, and this is all meant to be a uh, false equivalency between Hunter Biden's, well, financial extracurricular activities, not all of them, but the stuff that he was doing, taking money from abroad, and Trump. They're effectively saying, well, Trump was taking money while he was president. Hunter Biden was just taking money on behalf of his vice president, dad, and the dad didn't know about it. We know what they're going to say. In fact, here, you can hear a little bit of how they're trying to position this as an attack on him, pushing the... Trump violated the emoluments clause. Play six. Democrats argue this is a violation of, wait for it, the emoluments clause. Violation of the emoluments clause of the Constitution. Violations of the Constitution's foreign emoluments clause. Violations of the Constitution's foreign emoluments clause. Violates the emoluments clause of the Constitution. Violated the foreign emoluments clause. The emoluments clause has always been a concern since Trump entered office. It was business as usual for Trump. Make money in any way you can. Presidents could be bribed, and that's why the emoluments clause exists in the Constitution. It's about time we enforce the emoluments clause. You know who doesn't violate the emoluments clause by investing in foreign companies and making money? Hunter Biden. <laughs> okay, so, so, you know, th- this is where you get into Clay. They really want people to believe, and I want, I wanted you to hear some of this audio because it happened, some of this was happening yesterday while you were still on the plane. They really want people to, to believe that wiring millions of dollars directly to Hunter Biden is somehow fine and in fact way more fine than people go, who, who are foreign going to Trump golf courses or hotels and spending money there, right? One is a goods for services transaction. Um, and, and I think this, this will help put every, put this a little bit in perspective. Clay, the number that they have there, there's seven point, uh, whatever, 7.8 million. Uh, according to Forbes, over the course of Trump's four years in office, which, you know, he wasn't controlling the properties, obviously. I, mean, I think Eric was mostly in charge of it at the time. He hauled in $2.4 billion in revenue. So, uh, uh, dozens of different countries, foreign entities, spending $7 million through an enterprise of a goods for services transaction is supposed to bribe a corporate head, a corporate head or chairman that makes $2.4 billion. Like, like, am I bribing Steve, or what's his name? Uh, uh, what, Cook. What's the guy's name? Uh, Tim Cook. 
Am I bribing Steve, uh, Tim Cook when I buy an iPhone? Like, does he owe me something? Well, not only that, every time I hear this talked about, it is evidence of how stupid most people in media are. Even if you wanted to make this argument, only a tiny pinprick of that money is profit. So a lot, and, and this, I, I understand that a lot of people in, in politics don't actually run a business. But if you go buy a Big Mac and it costs you, I don't even know what a Big Mac costs now, six bucks, seven bucks probably. If you go buy a Big Mac, McDonald's doesn't make seven dollars on your Big Mac. They probably make, I'm guessing here, 30 cents on a Big Mac when they strip out all of the cost associated with everything that they have to do in order to make that hamburger. Maybe they make 50 cents. Maybe they make a dollar, depending on where the franchisee is, right? Food margins are usually very thin. Yes. And usually, and, and this is taking you a little bit behind the curtain, usually you make your most money in any restaurant on alcohol, yeah, which has a very high margin. Uh, and also soda has a very high margin, right? It costs almost nothing on for a soda. So if you pay $2 for a fountain drink, you know, they're making substantial margins there. But this is why there's so, so much of the attack here. They might make, let's say that they did 7.5 or $7.8 million in revenue. They might make 10% on that. All right, in terms of actual profit that would descend, and you might not make any money at all. And, Your and business Trump might not be that get, profitable. Trump doesn't even get all ten percent of it. I mean, that's this correct. Is, this is this is the I, I want when you strip this all down, it's like they're saying China could influence Trump because a Chinese company had like rented space in a Trump office building, which in the at the end of the day puts like. 50 grand or something maybe in Trump's pocket when all expenses, when all said and done. Yeah. This is crazy. This is just, yeah, look, this is not living in reality at all. I, I ran a business that was in the advertising business. We made a lot of money in advertising deals, uh, with all of these different companies. But you know what I also had to do? I had to pay out all my employees and I had to cover all my expenses. And so what they're trying to do here, this is, this is what's important about this. They're trying to eliminate what Hunter Biden did by arguing that Donald Trump and his family did just as bad or worse. And you'll see this also happen, Buck, in addition to how stupid this argument is. People will come out and they'll say, well, the Saudis gave Jared Kushner $2 billion. So why do we care about what they're doing with uh, the money that China and Ukraine companies gave to Hunter Biden? These are not similar things, right? And I understand, again... This is somewhat complicated. The Saudis invested in Jared Kushner's investment fund. When you invest with Charles Schwab, Charles Schwab doesn't get to walk away with your 401k. They are managing your 401k, right? Um, Jared Kushner started an investment fund. The Saudis will get back, ideally, all of their $2 billion plus all of the money that they make on the investments that Jared Kushner is involved in. What Hunter Biden got was money for virtually nothing, right? Whatever you want to say about the Trump uh, hotel or the Trump restaurants, you pay for a service and you get back that service. Whatever you think about Jared Kushner's money management skills, Mm. the Saudis are giving him money to invest. They're not giving him that money. Hunter banked millions of dollars, potentially tens of millions, we don't even know, based entirely on his name, and he got the full value of all of those dollars. This this is not comparable at all. This is not comparable at all, and it also goes to if they, you know, they tried this before. I mean, the Washington Post, it's been laughable. They tried this while Trump was president, and and when people finally dig into it and when an actual court looks into it, they're like, this is is absurd. Um, if, If there were Chinese diplomats going into the Trump Hotel, where during the Trump presidency I used to hang out all the time. Some of you probably even saw me there. High five. Uh, if they were going in there and saying, oh, I'm not buying, I'm not going to pay $20 for this cheeseburger. I'm going to give you $20 million for this cheeseburger. Yes. Yes. Okay, that that would start, you'd start to say that something funny is going on here. That This is a bribe, right? We understand. Kind of like if you were, I don't know, 
creating finger paintings and had like no history as an artist and started selling them for $500,000 to anonymous buyers like yes. Hunter Biden was doing is this doing if it, it is doing if someone is paying you 500 grand for your cheeseburger at a hotel I do think that that should be looked into if they're paying you 20 bucks it's a business I mean but you know Clay so few of the people who talk about this write for the Washington Post, whatever, have ever just sort of worked in a normal business. I'm not saying none of them, but generally speaking, a lot of them go from college to think tank to journalism, back to journalism, back to they've never actually worked in any private sector capacity, really, other than journalism, which, you know, is kind of like a uh, it's like the arts now. (laughs) Just ask Jeff Bezos. Basically, what they're saying is if you own a business which the public can in any way uh, decide that they are going to spend their money on, right? You own a consumer facing business, then you violate the emoluments clause. So if you, I mean, cause you could make the same argument, right? If, uh, if, if instead of being involved in hotels, if Trump owned Starbucks, you could argue, well, look at all these different, uh, foreign nationals that go into Starbucks on a day to day basis and, They've given, I don't know how many, uh, China probably has spent, I think Starbucks has thousands of Chinese restaurants now, right? Chinese people spend billions of dollars a year with Starbucks. The Starbucks CEO, what was his name, Howard Schultz, he yeah. ran for president for a short period of time, right? Or talked about the fact that he might run for president. There are lots of reasons you could or could not support him, but the idea that he owned a business which foreign nationals would sometimes decide to spend money with is laughably absurd. Same thing, Bloomberg. I'm sure that Mayor Bloomberg, when he ran for president as a Democrat, I am quite certain that there are a lot of foreign business entities that subscribe to the Bloomberg business services. I mean, virtually everybody in investment does. That doesn't mean in some way that Bloomberg doesn't have independence of thought because he happens to own a multi-billion dollar business. It's basically just an attack on anyone who doesn't work full-time in uh in the employment of uh political space uh you know who pays just, joe biden every day us taxpayers yeah. like uh, imagine, I, I wish he made him living some other way imagine if if the people writing this and lever but this attack was made in the past and it didn't work either they're just resurrecting yeah. this this goes to the sign i think of or is a sign of how desperate the pro biden camp is that they're i mean this is a step away from russia collusion trump stole the election in tw- in 2016 with russia this is crazy this didn't work it was it was nonsense then it's nonsense now but just it's it's kind of funny i mean the leverage that they pretend you know it's it's a it, it's a corporation that ha- that is doing you know 2.4 billion dollars in revenue and you're going to walk up there and be like, well, we've spent a lot of money at the Trump Hotel, so we expect special treatment in U.S.-China foreign policy. You're kidding me, right? Like, there's no... Yeah, it's crazy. You know, whereas if you're Hunter Biden and you can't pay your bills because, let's be honest, you're, an, you're a crackhead, and you're getting $20 million from some Chinese or Ukrainian businessman putting an LLC account for you that, yeah, you're going to get dad on the phone and you're going to try to urge an outcome like the firing of a prosecutor in Ukraine, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, one of these things gives you leverage. The others, you know, if you walk into a restaurant, you're like, I just had an appetizer. Now I demand, you know, free meals for a year. People will laugh at you and think you're crazy. Yeah, and even to use the dollar figure that they spent, again, is it's really dishonest because anyone who's ever run a business, the vast majority of your money that you make is not profit. So even if you're arguing, oh, this guy is being influenced by somehow somebody staying in his hotel, well, he's making probably no more than a nickel or a dime off of whatever they spend in terms of actual profit. I'm not even sure what the profitability is of the Trump brand. You want to talk about a hit. Trump is probably the only president in any of our lives who has lost money by being president of the United States? I, my, honestly, my biggest my biggest takeaway from this, and we we discussed it, you know, yesterday when you were flying back a bit. Um, but my biggest takeaway today, looking at the whole thing, is this is a sign of they're just running the playbook. It's desperate. They don't have a lot to go on, and this is the best they can come up with is to regurgitate old failed attacks on Trump at at this point in time. Um, I I think that that's. That's where this stands, and, and it's uh, another indicator that it's going to be very tough for Biden, uh, that's for sure.
800-282-2882. What do you think about this one? Uh, also, Clay, I wanted to hear your take on the, uh, we haven't, you know, heard you talk about the efforts to kick Trump off these ballots. Which yeah. In, in Colorado and Maine and how the Supreme Court's weighing in on this one. I think I said, I think it'll go, uh, 7-2. Um, against, I think two Supreme Court. So come back and tell us what you, uh, what you think on this one. Um, uh, you know, this hour, we got to get into it. You know, there are a lot of reasons to be concerned about the value of the U.S. dollar this year. The highest debt ceiling ever now surpassing $34 trillion. Plus two sworn enemies of our nation, Russia and Iran are no longer trading in the worldwide currency. That is the U.S. dollar. Will our U.S. dollar be subject to more attacks? Former Wall Street insider Tika Tawari believes so. He's so convinced of it, he's made his opinions public in an online video for all to see. It's worth your time to check this out. Go online to MoveYourCashNow.com to learn the three steps you need to take to protect and grow your wealth in the coming months and year. Again, go to MoveYourCashNow.com. That's MoveYourCashNow.com. Paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. Inspiring you to seek out the truth. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another health care provider. That's HealthLock.com. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in. Hour number three, Friday edition. Hope all of you are having fantastic Friday so far as we prepare to roll into the weekend. I'm excited to be back here alongside a buck. Amazing time down in Australia. We bring in now... 
our regular guest, czar of all things Trump legal related, particularly January 6th. She is Julie Kelly. Julie, I hope you had a good new year and a good Christmas as well. We appreciate you joining us. I said earlier on the show that I'm increasingly of the opinion that Jack Smith is not going to get his trial in in Washington, D.C. related to Jan 6 before the election, um, because I think the Supreme Court's going to have to weigh in on a variety of these charges. How would you assess the timeline? I think you have tweeted as well that there's no way the early March trial date is happening where are we now on these trials? Um, hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, happy hey. New Year. Happy Eve of um, Fed Direction Day. If you're in Australia, it might already be Fed Direction Day there. I'm not sure. Um, it is. So, it's January 6th already in Australia right now. All right. Well, celebrate accordingly. Watch yes. out for the FBI informants lurking around. Um so, I mean, I think it's a pretty safe bet that the March 4th trial date is off. I mean, here we are, you know, 60 days out. There are a lot of deadlines that have been put on hold by the court because the immunity issue is now uh, before the appellate court on Tuesday. That will make its way to the Supreme Court eventually. So it's a pretty safe bet the March 4th trial date is off. Does that mean that they will hold off before Election Day? I'm not so sure, possibly, but to your point, uh, you know, this immunity issue and Judge Chutkin denying Trump's claims of presidential immunity from this criminal prosecution definitely has to be settled by the Supreme Court because, of course, this is unprecedented. The Supreme Court has never weighed in on whether a president or former president is protected from criminal prosecution for activity that uh, was conducted while he was president in office. So that that could be now how that fits in with the classified documents trial in southern Florida. Uh, you know, that's still up in the air, too. That trial date, all of the pretrial uh, schedule is on hold there as well as what's happening in the D.C. case sort of makes its way through the court system. So it's very complex, very convoluted. Um, but look, Jack Smith and the DOJ, as you know, they're not going to adhere to any norms or any rules or standard operating procedure in terms of not bringing a criminal prosecution before an election. We already know that they violate that brazenly. And so it's not like if this trial can move forward after a Supreme Court ruling in June that they put this on trial, that they put them on trial in July or August, will they do it? Absolutely. So, Julie, as these um, these trials are maybe going to happen, we don't really know what's going on. Do you think Jack Smith has foreseen uh, what's going on here? Or is there a little bit of panic in the walls are closing in Democrat precincts, if you will, right? You know what I mean? The people that are like, oh, we finally got Trump. He's finally going to be convicted and maybe we'll even be able to get him under home confinement or some kind of a, a sentence like that. Are, are they panicking a little bit that Jack Smith might have messed up? I mean, is is this starting to tr- trickle down, do you think? Or is this more or less what, uh, what was expected by the special counsel? No, I mean, I think the left and the Democrats have to be panicking about what's happening with this D.C. trial. Uh, you know, it, it could be a matter of time before Jack Smith gets criticism from his own side waiting until August 1st of this of last year to bring this four count sort of flimsy, really flimsy indictment against Donald Trump for January 6th, lifting most of the verbiage from the January 6th Select Committee. But even at greater risk, uh, and you, we've talked about this, than the immunity issue is that two of the four counts in Jack Smith's criminal indictment against Trump for January 6th could be reversed by the Supreme Court before they even handle the immunity issue. And that is this 1512C2 obstruction of an official proceeding statute. The Supreme Court granted cert in that matter last month. They will be reviewing how DOJ intentionally misinterpreted the vague language in that statute to use it against 300-plus J6ers and Donald Trump. If the Supreme Court comes back and rules that the district court has misapplied that statute, that it misinterpreted it, then that has huge consequences for Jack Smith's indictment. So then what does he do next? I am still not completely convinced, as we talked about for over a year, he won't file a superseding indictment. 
simply because that 1512C2 charge is that is such in jeopardy. So I could sense some criticism heading Jack Smith's way. Also knowing that the immunity issue for President Trump had to be settled before the trial could move forward, that they waited until August to file this indictment. They pushed for a quick trial. Judge Chutkin granted that. This is a crisis of their own making, both Judge Chutkin and Jack Smith. So what what happens now? Yes, I'm sure there's quite a bit of panic in the special counsel's office. All right, let's talk about timing. You mentioned that March 4th initial trial date. I, I don't think that there's been any official acknowledgement. There's no way on the planet that's happening, right? So this case is not starting in March. So I think we can toss that out the window. If the Supreme Court waits until June, uh, they can wait till late June, I think, on the calendar to release all of their different opinions. The absolute, if, if they waited till then, which, uh, I don't think is crazy to contemplate. A lot of times they save their most politically charged opinions till the end, uh, of the, uh, of the term. If they do that, then how long has a jury selection typically taken in your experience on these Jan 6th cases? Because if they do that, I, I don't see any way that they can get this case resolved in DC before we go to start voting all over the country, especially given how early, early voting is. I mean, I don't know when the official earliest vote will be cast, but certainly it's in October. Um, I, I don't see any way they could get this resolved before the election, but I'm just curious. You've been through so many of these trials. What's a typical jury selection process look like? This one would certainly not be typical, but I would think it would take a couple of months at minimum to see the jury. Well, it should take a few months, right? I mean, I think the longest jury selection process I saw was with the Proud Boys trial. Uh, and I think that that was several days. But look, judges typically also just go run through this jury selection in a day or two. Uh, jury questionnaires were supposed to be filed this Tuesday in this case as they send those out to prospective jurors. They look at who is qualified, disqualified. Then, as you know, they have the voir dire process where individuals come in personally. They're asked by the judge a number of questions, including, you know, their ties to the federal government or DOJ or their inherent bias. So this is going to be, uh, that would be a tough jury selection. But look, you've got Judge Chutkin at the end of the day. She really is the one who will seat this jury. Will she consent to a, a hastened process? Absolutely. Positively, she will. Um, so, you know, Trump and his team certainly are not out of the woods in terms of quickening, you know, rushing to a quick to a quick jury trial. If now look, there's also a slim chance that the Supreme Court won't hear any appellate court ruling. If the appellate court comes down after oral arguments are this Tuesday the ninth, the appellate court three judge panel comes back say a week or two later, they probably are already preparing this. It's two Democrats, one Republican. If it's a 3-0 decision, and then this is eventually ends up at the Supreme Court, they could deny cert. They could just say, no, we're, we're not going to review this. You need four justices to grant cert in a case, meaning they will review the appellate court's decision. Do you trust that we've got four strong justices on the Supreme Court who would take up such a politically charged matter in an election year? I don't. So that's certainly an option. And then the immunity issue is settled. He's denied immunity, and then the process can move forward. So that's another option that this never even makes it to the Supreme Court because they're not required to take it up. But they do have half. uh, Sorry, but they do have half of these charges that they have to decide potentially as late as June, right? The the that they've already accepted. Exactly. So that is a bigger risk to Jack Smith because that's a certainty. They granted cert on December thirteenth. Oral arguments will probably take place March and April, and then to your point, a decision rendered by the end of this term, which is the end of June. So they might be, there's a chance that they deny cert on the immunity issue and they, you know, turn around on this 1512C2, which is pretty clear cut that the DOJ has not applied that statute correctly. You had the appellate court judge, Florence Pan, a Democrat, say that this was the first time it's ever been used this way. The appellate court ruling that they're considering is basically three different opinions. It's called a splintered ruling 
which is what one of the judges on the panel said, if you read that ruling and you read the originating case, Fisher versus USA, it's hard to imagine the Supreme Court doesn't drastically uh, reprimand the appellate court or, or revise that judgment, but overturn it outright. Then this 1512 C2, and, and look, we already see, and I've reported, you guys have probably seen this. You have defendants who are awaiting sentencing going to judges who have allowed this count, asking them to delay sentencing until the Supreme Court can rule. So you already have judges in D.C. who are wary about what the Supreme Court is going to do with this count. That is a heavier burden on Jack Smith than this immunity issue, in my opinion. Talking to Julie Kelly, Declassified with Julie Kelly is her Substack. Uh, you should all go check it out for these kinds of issues that we're talking about today. And Julie, uh, the state ballot issues, Colorado, Maine, perhaps some others that may be coming up here. Uh, do you view this as, I mean, I, I know you think that it's crazy. I think it's crazy. But is it really just frivolous political maneuvering or is there any chance that this could actually work in one of these states? I mean, it really, it could work. It will, again, be up to the Supreme Court. You have Trump filed cert, and Republican officials have filed certiori, which means they're asking the Supreme Court to review a a case. And so they've asked for the Supreme Court to review the Colorado 4-3 decision that declared Trump indeed engaged in insurrection and therefore is disqualified from running for office. It's hard to see SCOTUS. I could see them denying the immunity issue before this one. Um, but look, what does this do optics-wise? It continues to fuel the idea that January 6th was an insurrection, that Donald Trump was responsible. It also potentially gives Jack Smith the fodder he needs to file a superseding indictment along those lines, either insurrection, seditious conspiracy, as we've talked about over the past year. So, you know, this all could be evidence he could bring before a grand jury and seeking harsher charges against Donald Trump. And keep in mind, we still have those six unindicted co-conspirators in the indictment, the existing Jack Smith indictment. Those are people like um, Jeffrey Clark, John Eastman, uh, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell. You know, people have taken pleas, people who have been charged in other venues. So, you know, this all those are a few of the things that could be working in Jack Smith's favor right now. But look, this guy is not done. We've seen what he's capable. He's flagrantly violating a court order in the D.C. case by filing court-related motions or trial-related motions, which is why Donald Trump's legal team filed and asked the judge to hold Jack Smith's team in contempt for violating this temporary stay on trial proceeding until there's a decision on the immunity matter. So he doesn't care. None of, As I said, none of the rules, none of the laws, none of the regulations apply to Jack Smith. So this is where that sort of decision, Colorado and Maine, could help him out if he is seeking more criminal indictments against Trump. Uh, last question, Julie, quickly here. Biden is speaking in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, in uh, about an hour, a day early to celebrate the third anniversary of Jan 6th. Uh, do you think that speech is going to have resonance? Do you think Jan 6th still moves people? I think it is such a sign of desperation. And for me and others who cover this, and thank you both for helping cover my work, it is a sign of desperation. They know the January 6th narrative is unraveling at so many uh, levels, public trust in what's happening. You see the Washington Post poll uh, where support of the J6 insurrection storyline is disintegrating. And now you have the Biden campaign saying in some ways January 6th was worse than the Civil War. (laughs) <laughs> which is what his deputy deputy campaign no I'm sorry his campaign manager said in a call with the press this week well at least during the civil war you didn't have insurrectionists storming the capital that's what she actually said it's a sign of desperation and should be a positive sign for the rest of us that the truth is coming out the left the democrats biden the media are on the run because this whole narrative is collapsing Thank you, Julie. By the way, as a Civil War history nerd, uh, I can point out the reason there was no attack on the Capitol was because there were lots of forts that surrounded Washington, D.C. during the Civil War. And in fact, if they could have, the South would have taken Washington, D.C. and ended the war. That was the entire point. Uh, thanks, Julie. Yeah. I mean, oh, the, the British burned it down in 1812 just to be mean. Just to be mean. 
they were they were prickly. It's like they had run out of tea and crumpets, and they wanted to just burn down our White House like the mean old Brits they are. Hey, Richmond burned, uh, and much of the South burned. Atlanta uh, got burned down. Um, if you could take a city, you tried. Uh, if you're looking for a way to reduce your monthly expenses in the new year, consider switching your cell phone service to Pure Talk. If your current service is with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you can save as much as $80 a month per phone line with Pure Talk. Get phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for just 20 bucks a month. That's how the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. You'll also be switching to a wireless company that shares your values. Proud to advertise on programs like this one, Pure Talk. Veteran-owned, their customer service team, all based in the U.S. My 15-year-old has a Pure Talk phone. We use it to stay in touch with him. You can use it to stay in touch with your family as well. How do you switch? Just dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pure Talk's U.S. customer service team waiting by to serve you. Dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck to be connected now again Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to start off the year saving on wireless with a company you can be proud of, Pure Talk. Make an appointment with the truth. Tune in every day to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institutes educating kids in K-12 through grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. 